Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So the White House press secretary, her name is Jen Psaki. You've seen pictures. She's going to take to the podium and answer questions from the press. Now, the questions, I think, are going to be pretty far-reaching, especially when we talk about uh, what has taken place in markets. Right now, if I look at the Dow, it's up 340. The NASDAQ is up 336. But they went down on Friday because of this announcement of Omicron, this variant. They made the variant as scary as possible until they realized, wait a second, there's nothing here to be afraid of. They don't know really much about this variant that comes out of South Africa. What they know is, is that it's, well, it's different. But it's certainly not more deadly. People aren't losing their sense of smell. They're not losing their sense of taste. They're seeing more cases. They're not seeing people hospitalized. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today it is so good to be with you. But yet when this came out, the markets took a giant dump. Then you still have conversations about supply chain. Questions about gas prices. Where will we be with interest rates? And then you have just this continued bit of feeling that not all is well. Something is rotten in Denmark. It was said uh, best by, by, by a friend. It, what we see in the Biden administration is very unsettling. And that seems to be the, 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 the correct way of addressing it. And part of the reason things are so askew is that we have a body politic that does not really address things the way they need to be addressed. Let me give you an example. One of the examples is Pete Buttigieg. He is the Secretary of Transportation. And Pete Buttigieg was doing an interview on MSNBC and made a statement that is so not only false, but laughable, the interview should have been stopped right there and then. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, obviously, most of the physical infrastructure work uh, was contemplated in the bill that was just signed. But there is more envisioned in the Build Back Better law. I'll give you one example. It contains incentives to make it more affordable to buy an electric vehicle, up to a $12,500 discount, in effect, for families thinking about getting an EV. Uh, families that once they own that electric vehicle will never have to worry about gas prices again. The people who stand to benefit most from owning an EV are often rural residents, uh, who have the longest distances to drive, they, they burn the most gas. Can we, can we just stop? Stop for a moment. If you have an electric vehicle, you'll never have to worry about gas prices again. That's what the Secretary of Transportation just said. For families thinking about getting an EV, uh, families that once they own that electric vehicle will never have to worry about gas prices again. The people- can we just stop and, and play the music? I 
I mean, usually this is the point where I just stop it, but it's just so nuts. Of course they have to worry about gas prices. Everyone has to worry about gas prices. Should we be concerned about the rising costs of energy in general? You, every, all these electric cars, they all have to get charged somehow. A, we're going to get the power to do that. And B, we already see electricity prices going up. They won't have to worry about gas prices at all. You mean the cost of shipping things from point A to point B with an extra $2, or I should say a dollar plus a gallon, isn't going to have an effect on those shipping costs? What are you talking about? The whole interview should have stopped, and MSB, MSNBC or anybody else should have said, what are you talking, are you crazy? I know you're not used to anybody actually confronting you, Pete Buttigieg, because they're too busy of being called a homophobe or something like that, which I assume is what happens. You're not allowed to say things about Pete Buttigieg because he's, he's, he's gay. You can't say things about a, 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 a black member of Congress because they're black. You can't say something about a Jewish member here or a woman here. My gosh, that's not how we live in a free society. We engage the conversation. Are you out of your head? Rising gas prices affect all of us. It is a tax, and it is dangerous. Now, you have to understand, he's also saying in this, all you car manufacturers, you have to make electric cars. I mean, there, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a spot of that, a big one. All you all, you all have to make uh, electric cars. Yeah, see, we wouldn't have these problems if we only had electric cars. We don't want to see those gas guzzlers. All of a sudden, you realize that Red Barchetta uh, from Rush is more than just a good song. Some people don't want an electric car. I, I don't want one. I'm not, even, I'm not anti-electric cars. The new electric Hummer, I drive an H3. The new electric, oh, it's awesome. $100,000, I'll pass. I'll keep my H3, thank you. Except in Judge's world, maybe, maybe I don't get to. Seems to be the desire. I don't look at Tesla as an aspirational vehicle. Certainly, I can appreciate that people like Teslas. But I don't want to be told I have to drive one or else. And if the Tesla driver wants to be high and mighty, I don't have to pay for gasoline, you're paying for something. And you're paying for it in all the other places. You paid for it in the increased cost of that vehicle, whether it's a Tesla or any other electric vehicle. I mean, it's just the reality of the situation. Weird stuff from Pete Buttigieg. But Jen Psaki is taken to the stage. She's there at the White House briefing room, and uh, I, I have to hear it. How are they going to handle what has taken place over the weekend? Oh, never mind. Have we talked about how China was doing refueling over Taiwan? I'll get to that. Here's Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary. If I could make it work, I'd be super dangerous. By uh, Food Lion, Etsy, Walmart, Mattel, and more, the president will also share a message directly to American consumers. Throughout the holidays, products will be on shelves, and consumers will be able to purchase what they want and need. The event follows early estimates that Black Friday sales were up nearly a third since last year. In-store sales were up by even more than that, and we are hearing similar reports from Small Business Saturday. After the remarks, the president will deliver. After the roundtable, sorry, the president will deliver remarks on the administration's work to 
strengthen the nation's supply chains, lower everyday costs to fa for families, and ensure that shelves are well stocked this holiday season. As you all know, the president is headed to Chile, Minnesota tomorrow, um, uh, and he I wanted to give you a little bit of a preview of that. He will travel to Rosemount, Minnesota, to highlight how the bipartisan infrastructure uh, law will deliver concrete results for communities, create good-paying union jobs, and position America to compete and win the 21st century. He will visit Dakota County Tech, a technical and community college that illustrates how similar institutions across the country will train the next generation of workers and rebuild America's in in infrastructure. Uh, the majority of jobs uh, supported by the president's bipartisan infrastructure bill will not need a four-year college degree, and the programs provided by community and technical colleges, like Dakota County Technical College, will provide the training and skill development needed to help workers access the jobs created. Paired with the historic $24 billion inve investments in workforce development in the President's Build Back Better agenda, schools like Dakota County Technical College will prepare millions of workers with high-quality jobs in growing sectors and will help rebuild and transform the, work uh, the workforce. I'm surprised you didn't say high-paying union jobs. I think she's going to get... I think she's going to get excoriated for not saying high-paying union jobs. It's an interesting thing about the buying that took place uh, Black Friday and, and Small Business Saturday and then, of course, what will have happened on, on Cyber Monday. Um, but uh, it's, it's certainly that no one doesn't want it to be good. There's just a question of where, where, where is it going? The idea that there was more spending than last year is an insignificant number. Where is the spending altogether? That's the question. Let's bring it back to the press briefing. When we might expect that to happen, how the White House will inform the public of its spread. Um, and then I know it's going to take a couple of weeks for us or, or the administration to have a handle on all of the issues related to this variant. Mm -hmm. What's, why will it take a couple of weeks? Is the president confident in that timeline? Is he all right with that? Or would he like the scientists to speed up? And then lastly, on boosters, he talked about the need for boosters. Does the White House have any plan to ramp up its promotion of boosters beyond what we've seen from the president? Sure. Let me start with the timeline, because I think this is an important piece for the American people to understand what the process is and what the scientists are working on. So uh, first and foremost, as you all know, we have a top-notch set of group of scientists across the country already set up to do this work. And they are working in close coordination with scientists and medical experts around the world. And you saw that coordination happen over the last several days. So, uh, you know, one of the things that was interesting to watch, I think should be uh, compelling or encouraging, is that uh, no, as soon as this variant popped up, uh, it was communicated and coordinated around the world. That information was shared publicly in a transparent manner. Uh, that credit is uh, owed to the South African leaders there. And certainly the president, to answer one of your earlier questions, uh, is committed to continuing to be transparent with the American people. As we see any cases come up in the United States, and Dr. Fauci and other medical experts have pointed to the possibility that that will and could happen, and we will be transparent with the public and track that closely. So let me go back to how this process works. Uh, these experts, our medical experts, uh, are um, 
are primed to do the work around the clock. Uh, when you want to test a virus, you need to isolate it from a swab and purify it and make sure it is a live virus. And the virus you intended to study, this, this takes a couple, some days. This all takes days. Then you need to grow a stock of it to test. Again, days to weeks. And once it's grown, you have to sequence it and make sure it hasn't mutated again while it grew again days. And finally, you need to actually test the virus with antibodies from vaccinated people. Again, days. The last steps needs to be repeated uh, because we want to make sure we've gotten this right. So that is the process that our medical uh, team is undergoing now because they want to be able to report back some of the important questions and unknowns at this point in time. The efficacy of the vaccines uh, and uh, what any, if any additional steps are needed to take and we're prepared to do those. Uh, what the American people should know is that uh, the president is uh, going to do everything. He's going to always err on the side of protecting the American people. That's why we put in place the travel restrictions uh, and we will continue to assess any step we need to take in order to do exactly that. I may have missed one. Of I always like it when we act in a rational kind of way, this talking about the Omicron variants, but it was, it was it was always awful when Donald Trump engaged a travel ban as Tr Biden now has on eight nations in Africa because of this variant. It was it was xenophobia when Trump did it. And when people now say to them, "Hey, it's xenophobia." And they're like, "How dare you? You set these rules." There's going to be a lot of conversation about that. You set the rules. You created the monster. You created the hate. Now you just have to deal with it. Maybe if you were more rational, maybe if you weren't just such unbelievable jerks, you'd be able to engage better with the rest of us. What else does Genzaki have to say? And what's the story with Ilhan Omar, Lauren Boebert, and Marjorie Taylor Greene? I've got that story coming up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So Jen Psaki continues to get peppered with questions about travel restrictions. This because of this Omicron variant and the restrictions against nations out of Africa, and it might be other places. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. Two trials starting today worth noting. First, Ghislaine Maxwell. This is the Jeffrey Epstein trial. And remember two things. Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to kill himself, and Jeffrey Epstein knows where the bodies are buried. He knows who was on that special island. He knows who was engaged in the trafficking of young girls. Anybody associated with Epstein who did this or knew about it has to go to jail. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter how rich they are. Gates, Trump, I don't care what your last name is. If you were there, you go. And I will say, for the record, you could say anything about Donald Trump, you will. None of that fits his M.O. None of that fits his modus operandi. That, that, that ain't, that ain't him. But I want the trial. And the trial is going on. Maxwell is the woman who uh, basically uh, procured the young ladies for Jeffrey Epstein. And then that was used as a way of uh, not only supplying uh, very uh, wealthy, powerful men, but also being used as blackmail against them. Just so we're clear. The other trial... Right now is the trial of Juicy Smollett. Jussie Smollett. 
His trial begins today. This is the guy who wasn't attacked in Chicago while he was getting a Subway sandwich. No one put a noose around his neck. No one claimed this is MAGA country. No one attacked him because he was black, and no one attacked him because he was gay. But he wants you to believe all of that. He lied. Every bit of it is a lie. So now, Juicy is on trial, his criminal trial. It's been three years since he lied. Three years since this hoax happened. Being tried for six counts of felony disorderly conduct. It's a class four felony that carries up to three years in prison for allegedly making false statements to police. They tried to get the uh, the charges dropped, but uh, the judge said no dice. I hope he spends three years in prison. Right now, Peter Ducey asking the questions of Jen Psaki. Say first, to put it in full context, Peter, what the president was critical of was the way that the former president put out, I believe, a xenophobic tweet uh, and how he called, that, what he called the coronavirus uh, and, and who he directed it at. The president has not been critical of re- travel restrictions. We have put those in place ourselves. We put them in place ourselves in the spring. But no, he does not believe. He believes we should uh, follow the advice of health and medical experts. That's exactly what he did and putting in place these restrictions over the weekend. Okay, we saw the president shopping indoors on Saturday behind glass that says face covering required, but his face was uncovered, why? The president is uh, somebody who follows uh, the, the recommendations and the advice of the CDC. I don't know what the circumstances were of that particular moment. He was shopping in a store, and on the glass outside it said face covering required, and we could see him inside, and his face was uncovered. Well, again, Peter, our recommendation and advice continues to be for people to wear uh, masks when they are required in establishments. I don't know what this establishment was. The president obviously follows the health, the advice of his health and medical is, team. Is there concern that when the president and says today, please wear your mask indoors in public settings around other people, and he doesn't do that, that it's going to make it harder to get people to follow him? I think you see the American people and all of you see the president wearing a mask every time he comes out to an event, when he's sitting in meetings, and certainly he will continue to model behavior. He hopes the American people will follow, not for his benefit, but to save their own lives and the lives of their friends and neighbors. On immigration, Joe Biden once described the remain in Mexico policy as dangerous inhumane and goes against everything we stand for as a nation of immigrants. So why is he keeping it? He continues to stand by exactly those comments and statements. And uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security put out a memorandum conveying we want to end this program. Uh, But we also believe in following the law, and that's exactly what we're doing, as there was a a ruling uh, that required us moving forward with implementation. And then last one. Since the President said that this administration is monitoring the situation in Washington... They are following the law on that one. But the administration is clear. They don't want people to remain in Mexico. They're more than happy to have people just walk right in. I mean, she just told you that. Jen Psaki, the White House Press Secretary. What did Fauci say? What is the story with China and Taiwan? That's all coming up. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. The 
problem with Dr. Fauci is that he can't be believed. Even if he were to say something somewhat rational, it's just the goodwill is already gone. No, George, it's really too early to say. We just really need to, as I've said so often, prepare for the worst. And it may not be that we're going to have to go the route that people are saying this. We don't know a lot about this virus, so we want to prepare as best as we can. But it may turn out that this preparation, although important, may not necessarily push us to the next level. People talking about lockdowns, people talking about that. Let's see what the information that we're getting in real time tells us. And we'll make decisions based on the science I have zero issue with this. This is all about this this Omicron variant. Yeah. Let's see what it tells you. So why did so many people so freak out in those first few days uh, over Thanksgiving? Why did they lose their minds? Why did they say things like, oh, it's going to affect young people more? Oh, it's far more contagious. Haven't we learned that contagious doesn't mean anything? Deaths mean something. Contagious doesn't. Oh, we don't know if the vaccine's going to work. Calm down. It's madness. And when Fauci talks like that, I'm like, okay. That's a rational conversation. The problem with that rational conversation is that it is intermittent. It is in between other things. And one of those other things is this commentary on Face the Nation where Anthony Fauci wants you to know that you're not allowed to come at him. You're only coming at him uh, because you're, you're afraid to talk about the science. But one thing you need to know, he is science. Exactly, exactly. And to me, that's, that's unbelievably bad because all I want to do is save people's lives. And I mean... Anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize, but they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me. And if you damage science, you are doing something very detrimental to society long after I leave. No, no, you're the problem. No one's denying science. I'll tell you who's denying science. The 97% of scientists who told you that global warming was real. Those are a bunch of science deniers. It was an interesting story out there, uh, and, and from all places, it came from CNN. And it's a story about how they have learned now that warming, and specifically the Arctic Ocean, began decades earlier than previously thought. The research shows that the phenomenon of known as Atlantification, and that is warm Atlantic Ocean water flowing into the Arctic, has caused Arctic water temperature in the region to increase around 2 degrees Celsius since 1900. Well, isn't that something? Things were getting warmer in 1900. It must have been all of those cars 
That's what did it. It's all of the cars that caused the problem in 1900. Hold on. What? No? Just no one's got anything to say about that? That's right. We didn't have all the cars. We didn't have all the machinery. So the very concept of, oh, this is clearly anthropogenic global warming isn't true. But they got into this idea that they could say 97% of scientists, so therefore it had to be true. It's science. Things change. You learn more. And to go about setting yourself down a path that is just irrecoverable, as people like Representative Ocasio-Cortez and others want you to do, because they don't actually give a good holy damn about the atmosphere or, or the environment or your future or your kids' breathing ability. They care about what gets them to their ideological place, which is the implementation of this communist world. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that too much? Do you have any questions of whether or not Ocasio-Cortez is a communist? I, I don't. Do you have any questions of whether Bernie Sanders is a communist? I don't. What, does it matter if you like the terminology? I don't care. Facts are facts. You see, they claim and scream racism, but they never bring a fact to it. I discuss them as communists based on exactly what it is they are saying. It doesn't matter if they call themselves democratic socialists. They're commies. They lie. Ocasio-Cortez is a liar, Bernie Sanders is a liar, and a grifter, and his wife bankrupts colleges. That's who they are. And so the Green New Deal and all these other things are a way to move about getting what they want. Government being in charge. This is the desire. So we, we can discuss it as communism, or we can break it down into the actual component parts so it's easy for people to digest. They are believers that you do not know how to control your life, only they know how to control your life, that somehow they are the ones who are gifted and anointed. Isn't that interesting? Because Dr. Anthony Fauci feels exactly the same way. He is science. I represent science. Now, I think you could say that he's trying to say that he's when he's speaking, he's trying to represent where the scientific community is at. That isn't how it came out, because that's exactly what people think of him, that he thinks he's in charge. He thinks he's science. He thinks he is anointed by the Lord above. And when he says it, it so it be written, so let it be done. Isn't that exactly how Bernie Sanders thinks? Isn't that exactly how Representative Ocasio-Cortez thinks? Ocasio-Cortez said the other day about the loss of Democrats in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe losing to Glenn Youngkin in that governor's race and then losing the, the lieutenant governor's race, losing the attorney general's race, losing uh, the, the, the general assembly there, uh, uh, right, in, in, in Virginia. She said, well, you see, the problem is they didn't have me campaigning for them. She pulled a full Trump. The problem is you didn't have enough of me. You need more me. I'm the answer. I'm the solution. I've got it right. Not the policies, not the procedures, not the free nation, not the Constitution, not the Declaration, not the coming together and general ideas of general ideas and principles, but me, 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 me. It's exactly the way Anthony Fauci is. When you start to believe your own hype, things go downhill right quick. One more thing about uh, the nonsense 97% of scientists. Right now, there are ships stranded in the Arctic, 18 of them. The, the, the water froze around them. 
Ice up to 30 centimeters thick has already formed across most of the Laptev and East Siberian seas. How is that possible in a world of global warming? Maybe it's because the sun, as has been described, has entered into the grand solar minimum. Okay, I admit I had no idea what the grand solar minimum was. It's about sunspot activity. And they expect this to last till about 2053. What does it mean? A significant reduction of solar magnetic field and activity. What does that mean? A noticeable reduction of terrestrial temperature. It's going to get cooler after it was warmer. Because these things ebb and flow. Because the planet can handle us. I don't think we should burn tires in the middle of the road. I don't think we should be morons. I don't think we should cut down rainforests and not replant things. Because that's just ridiculous. 97% of scientists. Ha! What does that matter? 97% of scientists agreeing with other scientists so they get invited to conferences is not a scientific consensus. Bitch, please. And that this came out on CNN made me happy. If you read the CNN article, it goes on to say that we we still have pressing conditions and oh my gosh, look at what's happening here. Uh, They're trying to unring the bell. The bell cannot be unrung can't be unrung. That's exactly the story of Dr. Fauci, who cannot change the fact that he is a radically political person, cravenly political person. It's who he is. And he has shown himself to be somebody that America cannot have faith in and does not have faith in. We don't. Which brings uh, to this from the interview on Face the Nation, where he's talking about Ted Cruz. So anybody who spends lies and threatens and all that theater that goes on with some of the investigations and the congressional committees and the Rand Pauls and all that other nonsense, that's noise, Margaret. That's noise. I know what my job is. Senator Cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted. Yeah. I have to laugh at that. (laughs) I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? Oh, this is the way we're going to play our game. Okay. Tough guy Fauci over here. He's going to tell Senator Cruz, see, he caused an insurrection. The problem is, is that you can't tell a guy like Anthony Fauci that he's going to get prosecuted. You got to tell this punk. Where's he from? Queens? You know what kind of lo- losers come from Queens? Real men come from Brooklyn. Listen, tough guy. Everything you said is a lie, and America hates your guts, you weasel bastard. So here's what we're going to do we're going to say that the people in Congress who questioned the results of election had every right to do so. They didn't lie about not wearing masks. They didn't search out every camera everywhere. They didn't not go into private practice because they were such low-rent cowards and stick in government business their entire lives. At least Ted Cruz has engaged in some legislation that actually helps people. You funded Wuhan. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost my music. 
You funded Wuhan, baby. You caused this. You killed all those people. You shouldn't be in jail. You should be hanging from a tree. But why would anybody talk like that? Why would you bother yourself with talking like that to Anthony Fauci? This pseudo-tough guy. Isn't his comment enough to let you know what he is and what he's all about? He's bulletproof, baby. He doesn't have to be right. All he has to do is be there and give those people who want to engage levels of fear factoring cover. So you don't have to get tough with them. You don't have to threaten them. You don't have to play any games with them. You have to recognize what he is. He is a politico from beginning to end who is thrilled with the media attention. This is his dream. And his dream will not be interfered with uh, by your desire to go to work. Your desire to build your business. Your desire to live your life. No, 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 no. He already told you what he's all about. He already told you who he is. Don't you know that he just wants to save you from yourself? Exactly. Exactly. And to me, that's that's unbelievably bad because all I want to do is save people's lives. And you don't care if you take the life from them. You don't care if you take the freedom from them. You're the one who is opposed to the concepts of freedom. Doesn't that sound a lot like people like Bernie Sanders and Representative Ocasio-Cortez who don't mind if you lose freedoms so they can save you from yourself? Just telling it like they're sharing it. I'm not telling it like it is. I'm telling it the way they are sharing it. When Hugh Hewitt interviewed uh, Fauci and said, don't you realize that you're the problem, that you're the impediment? He, you know, he rejected that. Well, of course he's going to reject that. He doesn't, doesn't want what's best for the country. He wants what's best for him. He, he, he wants what's best for what I have now uh, deemed uh, or termed the Dow of Fauci. That, that's the reality. Nobody has faith in him. Nobody believes in him, but it's not going to stop him. He's going to keep doing this until the checks stop coming. I'm Tony Katz. So you know that... China wants Taiwan to, well, not even think about any level of, of freedom or liberty. And I, in a, in a rare bit of bipartisanship, I was very happy to see it. You had a series of members of Congress, I think senators as well, um, visiting uh, troops in, I think, South Korea and some other spots, and they stopped in Taiwan. And China did not want them to stop in Taiwan, but they did. And I could, good on you, absolutely, positively, 
Republicans and Democrats actually doing what I would consider to be the right thing. Taiwan leaders meeting with Republicans and Democrats in defiance of China. Thought it was great. Thought it was terrific. China, however, has been engaging more uh, trainings over uh, Taiwan airspace. Except this one involved refueling. And what they were doing was showing that, hey, not only can we fight you, but we'll take our Y-20s, put them in the air, that's our refueling aircraft, and we'll just keep this thing going and going and going. We'll see if you can stop us. They deployed 18 fighter jets and five H-6 bombers, all having nuclear capability. And then engaged in the refueling. They're saying, this is ours. Try us. That's the purpose there. That's the point. To get America to say, yeah, we're not going to be able to do this. To get the rest of the world to say, yeah, we're not going to be able to do this. Taiwan knows how big their problems are. They know it. I just don't know if the administration does. Then again, this is an administration that's really interested in seeing Iran being a nuclear power. That's my take. I'll explain it. Meanwhile, Ilhan Omar, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's the story. It's coming up next. Keep it here.